Hey everyone, welcome back for another episode of Biz Talk for TikTok. In the studio, I got my main man over here. And ladies and gentlemen, Duke McKenzie here. Our special guest is back for another week. Indeed, you came back. I did. Ladies and gentlemen, I had Nadine so Drive. much fun the last time I decided to come back. Wow, welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to come back, but we're glad to have you back. Thank Love you. Love having Thank you back. You yeah. Any of you that are listening, follow me and things that I've been doing, you would know that I have been such an advocate right now on the subject of followers versus community and how important going forward with social media is community. You really need to focus on that. So we're going to dive in and give you more insights and our thoughts around followers versus community. Nadine, you're a guest. So kick this off. Kick it off. For a lot of people that don't know, there is a massive difference between followers, people that follow you and your fans, people that are die hard, will do anything you do, will buy whatever you put out there, know every single detail about you. And in the last year or so, there's been a heavy emphasis on community rather than followers, talking about platforms and talking about all this social media fragmentation. There's a really strong community that's happening in YouTube right now. And a lot of people would say, well, the reason why YouTube has really strong community and really strong fan base is because of the fact that it's a long form content play. Whereas TikTok, someone can have 100 million followers or have 20 million followers, but if their community is following them based on the trends and based on how much they like their dancing or how much they like their jokes, but is not really invested in the individual or the artist or the creator themselves, then some will say that's not as rich as a community. I think it's really interesting, especially with this day and age, you're seeing a lot of creators launch products and services. Take, for example, Emma Chamberlain. Emma Chamberlain started a coffee company a couple of years ago because she is a huge coffee fan. She recently closed in on a $7 million Series A funding. It was really interesting because here is this this YouTuber that basically started out of nothing and was able to build a really, really devout following. Because of that, she was able to really hone that following into a lot of her passions and convert a lot of her followers into fans and into purchasers. I find that really interesting. This new breed, a new crop of creators that are building products and building services. You take Item Beauty with Addison Rae. You take Joystick with Michael Lee. Even virtual characters like Lil Michaela mm-hmm. is now the face of Sun. There's a real powerful movement in the communities that drive these creators. Whereas this whole idea of traditional old celebrity is dying a very, very quick death. Hopefully that paints a clearer picture of the difference between the two. What do you think? What do I think? I'm dying to know. I know the world is dying to hear. What does Duke McKenzie think? What is interesting between community versus followers is that what I'm finding right now, as I've been working a lot with short form creators, and that is a phenomenon that's happened over the pandemic. And what is interesting about them is that they have a lot of reach and they do get a lot of engagement. But what they are starting to work on, and what we are noticing is that they need time to develop, to build stronger ties and relationships with their fans. What's interesting is that you will see someone that has been working on their YouTube channel or even their Instagram channel, but they've done so for the last, let's say, five or six 
six years, their audience might be a lot smaller. And I'm not talking about micro influencers or anything like that. They may be large and have a couple hundred thousand people or half a million people, but you find that they're extremely engaged. And the reason is that they've taken the time to really nurture their community. And one of the things that when we are talking to this next generation of creators and talent Mm -hmm. is it doesn't happen overnight. You could go and get a lot of followers because you're entertaining and that's great. Attention is the most valuable commodity in the world at the moment. However, in order to build that community, there's no real shortcut around that. You have this major platform, whatever, it's taking time to build that relationship one-on-one with your fans. I think the problem is creators of TikTok, like you said, longer form, you have to work harder. Mm -hmm. So you put in the work, whereas TikTok's kind of handed these people a ton of followers. Mm -hmm. And so they believe in their mindset, that's how it is. And they don't need to nurture them because TikTok's just going to keep handing it to them. Mm -hmm. But they're starting to see the slow. They're starting to see that slow down. And realizing to garner those views, you have to have a community that comes and follows everything you put out. But in order to do that, you have to start talking with your community. Mm -hmm. They have to see you're a real person and giving back and Mm -hmm. going live, doing things to get their attention and to put trust in you again as a creator. And and what what you find is that the creators that are doing that are the ones Mm -hmm. that are standing out that are involved. Yeah. I think it's really interesting because the first year that brands was really, really paying attention to TikTok was I would say 2020 into 2021, 2021 was obviously a huge year for TikTok because a lot of brands were like, all right, fuck it. We need to be on this platform. Let's throw a bunch of money. Mm -hmm. And not really understanding how the money's being serviced. There was no measurement or why. But now brands are getting smarter. They're looking at engagement. They're looking at, is this creator moving product? If I'm paying $100,000 per post, what am I getting back? And as advertisers as brands are getting smarter... Creators are like, wait a minute, why am I not doing as many deals, brand deals that that I've done this year that I did last year? And part of our job too is really educating our creators on the importance of community rather than followers. You can get as many followers as you want, but does that translate to community? I think YouTube is another great example of that. It's really hard to grow on YouTube. Acquiring a million subs on YouTube is really, really hard. And people that are subscribing to your channel on YouTube are diehard fans of people that really want to know what's going on. Same thing with Twitch. We haven't really touched on Twitch, but Twitch is very gaming centric and a lot of hardcore gamers will be on Twitch and follow their streamers because they're down for the cause. And TikTok is more, I don't want to say accidental, but it's more happenstance. You see a video and you like it and you throw a follow. So it's really easy to build a huge following base. And I think that's contributed to the problem. So Mm -hmm. I think this is all going to shake out in the next couple of years as advertisers get smarter, as TikTok builds up better, more robust targeting and insight solutions for advertisers. Advertisers will look at engagement numbers. They'll look at other things aside from follower count. I think that will cause creators to really look very closely at what they're doing and make changes based on that behavior. Mm -hmm. I think creators have the issue right now is that they're using their followership to dictate their own rates Mm -hmm. for the channel, but that's changing. And we're seeing that quickly, that rates no longer correlate with your followership, but they correlate with your community. We work with several creators in many different levels of followership, but then there's a couple of creators that we work with that are under 5 million that are bringing in more money mm-hmm. than some of our 10 to 20 100%. million follower mm-hmm. creators. Yeah. It, it, it's interesting because follower count is important if it's a function of follower count, engagement, 
and the type of content that you put out, right? Like that seems to be the function because we've worked with creators that yes, have high engagement, but the brands really like the content that they make mm-hmm. as in it's a yeah. really good fit. So they'll pay a premium for that. Yeah. But it is those functions, follower count, there's a standard metric of all those, but that engagement's really important. How many views are you getting on your latest videos? Are you able to translate one of the things I was going to say? There are two types of creators and you can see it that have had success at translating on other platforms mm-hmm. as well. Yep. That is a good that indicator. Is a indicator. Yep. I think you said something really important and valid is that a lot of creators will say, I hit 10 million, I hit 20 million. Does that mean my rates are going to go up? And I'm like, absolutely not. It really depends on your engagement numbers. And TikTok is now allowing advertisers to go yeah. on their dashboard and look at engagement numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you have that engagement, yeah then you're going to get better rates. If you're moving product, if you're moving services, you're going to get higher rates. Follower account on TikTok is essentially nothing unless you're able to really engage. And I see creators all the time growing, growing, growing on TikTok, but they're not engaging with their fan base. Yeah, right. They're not consistent with their fan base. That causes issues down the line because brands are becoming more and more smart on that. What is fascinating is that you will see some creators that are large that are not relevant any longer. Mm-hmm. And it's because of the lack of engagement, the lack of interaction with their fans. It's a lot of work. People always laugh, oh, you work with a bunch of uh, creators. I'm like, these are some of the smartest, hardest working people mm-hmm. that I've worked with. They're, they're working all the time. They're on the clock because you have to engage your community and making content and engaging them. But in order to stay relevant, the grind of the job and everything is that if you stop, you're not relevant and you get called out very quickly. Exactly. Also, I think it's important as a creator right now is you have to be innovative with your own content. It's like a TV show. If you watch the same thing and nothing changes, there's no action, there's no cast changes, people stop watching the show. It's boring. It's run down. Whereas same with your content, those people that are doing the exact same thing from musically days, I'm like, Right. I find people that have the most success is that they do innovate, but they innovate that's true to themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's new, but they're doing something that is true to themselves yeah. that they keep on expanding, but you exactly. do have to evolve. Yeah. Have to evolve. And, yeah. And another thing I noticed is the content. Before mm-hmm. it was very sound on, right? TikTok music was mm-hmm. like the most you hear. Now we're seeing a massive shift. And this is correlation to high engagement is people who talk storytelling is Mm -hmm. one of the most engaging content that you will find. And I think advertisers are going to start stepping away from creators who just dance and moving their budgeting dollars into people who can tell a story. Yeah. TikTok specifically is deprioritizing dance videos. Yeah. At this point, you really truly can find anything you want on TikTok, whatever content it is, whether it's cooking videos, whether it's crypto videos, whether it's cannabis videos, there's a plant section of TikTok called Plant Talk. There's so much on there and there's something for everyone. When TikTok first came on the scene, they were really trying to be an educational platform. And I think they lost wind of that the last couple of years being really heavy concentrated on dance videos. And now they're back. They're deprioritizing dance videos. They are really concentrating on educational videos of all kinds. So there's larger communities that are being built on TikTok because of the diversity of the actual content. And I think that's very important to pay attention to. I'll say one thing too, is creators are the new celebrity. Right. If you think about the traditional way that people looked at celebrity, it was all based on who are they dating? What movies are they in? What's their personal life? What are they eating? What are they doing? Where are they traveling to? 
And people still have an appetite for knowing really intimate, personal things about people they love. Right. Yeah. And creators need to pay attention to that. I have a lot of creators that are not interested in airing their personal life. And that's fine. It's just not where the direction is going. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if you're not allowing your audience to take a sneak peek into your intimate, most personal experiences, then your audience is not going to feel connected to you and they're not going to want to invest the time that they would any other celebrity. And so it's something to really pay attention to because it's a really interesting time right now where it's the death of this old traditional movie star celebrity and the emergence of the social media driven Mm -hmm. creator that is the expert in their content. It's a really interesting shift. And if you're able to maneuver and swerve a little bit and adjust I think as a creator, it proved to be very, very successful. Do you know who does a good job of going from the old world into the new world where I think that creators that are born on digital first should take a look at it is The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, yeah. right? Yeah. If you look at The Rock right now, The Rock has built a community around fitness, working out, being positive and all those. But the reason why, yes, he's a movie star and people think that's what he is first. But if you follow his Instagram channel and even his TikTok and all of those things, He's basically spending all of his time growing his community, which yeah. allows him to promote mm-hmm. his products, which allows him to grow. The Rock had one of the movies, Hobbs and Shaw, Fast and Furious and Breakoff. Mm-hmm. He basically got the rights. He produced it and he took everyone through the journey of making the movie on his Instagram channel and, and his TikTok. He took everyone through all the scenes, how he got prepared fitness-wise, all of that type of stuff. And that movie, which was relatively cheap to make and everything, tripled and it tripled its money and became very, very popular. And because he basically marketed and promoted it and and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and took people on the journey, as Nadine was saying, through his TikTok channel, everyone needs to follow that example as they grow and build to take totally. people on the journey. Yep. One of the creators that we work with, born on TikTok creator Mike Lee, he has launched a new startup called Joystick. And one of the things that he's been spending more time doing is talking to people about why he's doing it and taking people on that journey. And that's mm-hmm. an important part of that because, yes, that's not or his comedic and dance content and all those things. But that's an important side. And people are fascinated by seeing that type yeah. of stuff and that side of his journey. I think what's really important to note too, is we get, as a company, we get so many requests from celebrities asking to align with the top TikTokers because yeah. they want to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. And they're completely lost. A lot of them have no idea what to do. They feel like they should adjust the way that they behave or the things that they're passionate about because of the platform. And that that's such a fallacy, right? I don't know where anyone got that from, but I think what's admirable about people like The Rock and Will Smith prior to the slap. Prior to the slap. And people like Gary Vee and people like the Barstool guy, okay, Dave Portnoy. Yeah. These are older type entrepreneurs and celebrities that have really built a Gen Z audience and yeah. been successful at that. Because they say things in a way that relates to the younger audience and everything that they're doing seems super authentic, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. They're not listening to what someone's saying about trends and songs and things like that. They're essentially what they're doing is they're being super authentic on the app and they're presenting themselves as is and it's resonating. Yeah, Yeah. I think that hit the nail right on the head is in the only way to build community is to be authentic 
it doesn't mean you have to share all yourself, but when you look at The Rock, The Rock is authentic, like him working out and his fitness thing is authentic to a part of who he is, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure he doesn't reveal everything on it, but he is authentic. And I think that's an important part of building mm-hmm. community. And I think that creators should spend some time doing that. Kyle, how would you close us off with thoughts on that? Yeah, just tie in something. We all know Stranger Things. We all know how successful Stranger Things, yes. <clears throat> I think one of the biggest ways is, again, all the people that are in Stranger Things, you know, Snap and all them, they all have a really good community on TikToks right. and they are fun with their community. So people want to support the show. Like, obviously the show is a success, but I think it contributes back to those people look like real people, like the Gen Z audience. And they're like, I'm going to mm-hmm. go watch them because I know these are my peers and I'm going to go support right. that show. Right. And I think we're going to start yeah. seeing that. And if celebrities are not doing it, mm-hmm. no longer relevant. And an old IP, for example, Top Gun. Did super oh, well on so TikTok, good. right? Yeah, yeah. And it was what, 35? It was 35, old? 35, yeah. almost 40 years old when yeah. it came back out. Yeah. And I'm sure someone in their teens or early 20s have no idea what that movie is all about. And it right. really found an audience on TikTok because the marketing of that movie was just really well done. And they really paid attention to attracting a new younger right, audience. Yes, right. Did that on TikTok. Same thing with Minions. Minions mm-hmm. really found a place on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yes. The marketing for that was impeccable. Mm-hmm. But then you take other movies that came out around the same time that were huge. I'm not going to say who they are. The names, yeah. But they're not business. I don't want any phone calls. My mom told me, if you don't have anything positive to say, don't say it. Uh-huh. There's other movies that came out, big budget movies, huge marketing budget, and they didn't do as well because they didn't take that into consideration. Totally. And so look at what's succeeding look at where the numbers are look at where the audience is build something that's truly authentic that speaks to the audience mm-hmm. and i promise you it will go places absolutely Vinny, places. are you closed it twice just call me you closed it twice <laughs> call me look at that that is always be closing <laughs> that was a great way to kick off ladies and gentlemen please subscribe please leave a review i'm duke mckenzie i'm kyle Coplanis. Nadine Gerard. And thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.